maybe big data has gotten too big. Whether you're a B2B marketer or a consumer brand, your data needs to be viable, relevant, and accessible so that Starista can help you retain customers, acquire customers, and make it personal. Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Kevin, the producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their take on the current challenges of the market and maybe have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, Alicia Wiedemann, partner and head of client strategy at Summer Friday, joins us to give her insights in founding Summer Friday, building a talented marketing team, and ensuring social awareness in the work they produce for their clients. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I, of course, am your host, Vincent Petrofessa, the vice president of B2B Products and Partnerships here at Starista. I am extra happy today. Extra happy, but you're always happy. I am. Yes, as you know, and you've pointed out to me, as I just ran into so many people at Advertising Week telling us how much you love the podcast, how much you love AJ and I, and people are like, are you really like that together? And then they finally meet us together at Ad Week and they see we're exactly like that. AJ and I were playing jokes on people. We were told people David Beckham was there. We'll get into that in a moment. It was uh, fun. There was a little Netflix booth on the new David Beckham documentary, which I'm watching. It's very good. And we were walking in. They're like, oh, you just missed David Beckham. He was just here. Really? He wasn't. But we just played some jokes on people. We're like that in real life. This is no act. And our guest knows that about me, too. So we'll get to her in a moment. That's why I'm happy. One, my co-host is back. You've missed him for a few episodes. Busy, guys traveling. And two, the guest, a friend of mine, one of my favorite people. Two favorite people on one podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are excited. But before that, let's just talk about Starista for a few seconds. That's all. We don't accept advertising on this podcast. Let's talk about Starista, marketing technology company. We own our own business to business data, business to consumer data. Through our technology, we help companies get to that data to help them get new customers. New customers are awesome. We have our own email sending platform, our own DSP, connected TV, OTT, display. Email me, vincent at starista.com. That is how confident I am. I just gave you my email and boy, do you use it. Again, I mentioned, I'm so happy he's back here. I got to hang out with him, not as much as I wanted to, just a quick trip into New York City. Hopefully we'll get him back for the holiday season because what's the holidays without AJ Gupta, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host. What's going on, AJ? Vincent, good to be back on the podcast. I know you've been uh, handling the uh, load yourself for the last month, but I, I am glad to be back at home for a stretch of two weeks as well. So I look forward to having a couple more of these yeah, you've been, people have been missing you, you know, where's AJ been? I'm like, all right, man, what about me? But it's okay. But I'm happy that you're back. I, uh, you were busy though. You were traveling. You had like a crazy schedule, but you were doing, you know, you were in New York, you were at a Washington Commanders game for which the New York Giants just beat. Don't forget about that friendly wager we had. So, uh, and Surge, if you're listening, don't forget about that wager. But it is uh, glad that you're back. Are you back for through the holidays or, or are you doing more I, travel? I am at least here for two weeks. So and then I'll see if I am uh, mentally feeling up to traveling again. But uh, for now, I'm going to uh, stay put, turn down a couple of conference 
invitations, as tempting as they were. So, but I did uh, go to Charleston right after New York City for the first time in my life. Uh, nice, nice city. I'd never thought of even going there. So. You know, after you mentioned Charleston, I was walking through Penn Station and here in New York City, and Charleston must be doing a huge push for advertising. It was all over. I'm like, that's a sign. We've we got we've to go back. We've got to do a Starista event there. We've got to do something out in Charleston. You were telling me how much fun you had there and productive meetings. So that is great. Also, great job on the panel. AJ did a great job hosting the for the second year in a row at Ad Week. It was Ad Week now. It didn't have as many people as the Paris Hilton one that uh, she hosted, but it was a good turnout, sold out turnout, people waiting in line. I love it. And we had a nice dinner afterwards with some, so, you know, one or two of those same panelists who um, came out with us. It was great. It was a, it was a good time. So uh, good job. Thank you. Appreciate it. Vincent. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we're happy AJ's back, but this next guest, I have known this next guest for almost four years now. She and I serve on the Marketing Club of New York board. We volunteer our time. She has been our amazing president there. And I met her while the first time I met her was introducing her on the Silver Apple Awards stage as our new president. That's when we met. I was the MC of that event. And, but more importantly than that, you know, she, her own organization, Summer Friday. She's the partner, head of client strategy at Summer Friday. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Marketing Club of New York. We're going to talk about so many amazing things. Please welcome Alicia Wiedemann. What's going on, Alicia? Hi, Vince. Hi, AJ. It's great to talk to you guys. It's always great to talk to you. And, you know, I talk to you a lot. I don't see you as much as I want to, but we will see each other coming up. We have an awesome event, December 18th, for which Trista is actually a sponsor of every year. We do the comedy and cocktails event hosted by yours truly in Manhattan. So December 18th, I'll see you, Alicia, there. I'll be there. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be great. How are you? I have not talked to you. What's going on in your world? I know it's it's been a while. It's been a while, but things are going great. Um, lots of moving pieces, lots of uh, new things coming out, but everything's going really well. That's awesome. Let's get right into it, Alicia. Let's talk about Summer Friday. Love the name, by the way. We'll get into that. It's such a cool name. It makes you smile every time you you hear the name. Tell us about Summer Friday, what it is, and then your role. You know, your partner, and then you're working in strategy. Talk to us about it. Yeah, so Summer Friday is a, a small boutique agency. Uh, we're completely virtual, so I can't officially say we're based in New York, but a lot of us are out of New York. Uh, we focus on uh, strategy, obviously, which I oversee, and creative in all channels. So everything from video production to digital design and uh, print design as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I love the people over there. I've gotten to meet so many great people from Summer Friday in person, Patricia, Michael, Rob, you, of course, because again, some of the right, right in the New York area and doing amazing work there. A staple question we have, Alicia, is 
how did you just get, how did you get started in this business? How did you get started in marketing? What was it? Were you on the creative side first? Talk to us about that journey. Yeah, so I originally thought I wanted to go into PR. Um, so my first internship was uh, PR. I got to work at Radio City Music Hall in Madison Square Garden uh, in the fall season. So I got to manage the Rockettes and take them on the Today Show and all this really cool stuff. I got to go backstage of a bunch of concerts, some really interesting ones. Um, and you know what? I hated it. I hated the whole thing. <laughs> I thought, if I don't like PR here, I'm sure this is not the business for me. Um, so I quickly pivoted. It was my senior year. I quickly pivoted over to marketing and um, more on the advertising creative side um, at first, and then kind of traveled through all facets of marketing over the last few years. But um, I love everything about it. I love the various personalities uh, inside the agency and certainly uh, inside the clients. I love um, I love working in the strategy so I can do research and dig deep and get to kind of the heart of what a brand is and who's behind it and and how to really build a plan that resonates deeply with clients. Tell us a little bit about the origin story for Summer Fridays. So that's an interesting one. Um, uh, so we were founded in April of 2020. So if you can put your mind at that. That time period, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty predominant in most people's minds, I would say. Um, we were at a smaller company. Um, it was about 150 employees, and uh, it was owned by two older gentlemen. And they decided they just didn't want to, they didn't want to work and try to run an agency through whatever was happening in the world at that point. Um, with the pandemic, everything was just a little too crazy. Um, and so they shut down overnight in an email to the entire staff, just gone. Um, so, you know, three of the other mid-level, senior level managers and I, you know, had had many conversations and said, this doesn't make sense. We have so many good client relationships. We have so many great employees. You know, we are not ready to throw in the towel. We don't want to start over somewhere else. We had dedicated, I've been there 10 years um, had really worked and moved up. Um, I was head of client services there. It was really frustrating for us. So we said, you know what? Forget that. We have the client relationships. We know the business. We know the employees. We've been managing them for years. We're going to take this and do it ourselves. Um, so 24 hours later, we started reaching out to employees. We started reaching out to clients. And before we knew it, Within, I think, 48 hours, we had 14 employees and two Fortune 500 clients, Fortune 100 clients. So we started with that. And um, we have, you know, several, we have probably eight pillar accounts now and 43 employees. Oh, that's fascinating. I'm sure Vincent knew the backstory, but I had no idea. And what a time to do it, too, at that juncture. Of I'll never, I'll never forget sitting there with my kids at the kitchen table where I was working from the kitchen table because I didn't have an office at home. And I'm sitting there with my kids on school zoom, and me on the phone with clients and employees and saying, No, 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 it's going to be okay. We're fine. We're going to do our own thing. We're going to pick up your business right where I left off. You're not going to miss a beat. Um, it was just a crazy, crazy time. And I'm sure it was a lot to process when it all was going down. But looking back, 
Were there elements that you thought would have been difficult that were easier? And then were there elements that you thought would be easy that turned out to be pretty difficult? Yeah, I mean, I think at first I was not as excited to dive in and own my own company. Um, I, my parents were both entrepreneurs. I got to see the, you know, like the emotional impact of that and the financial repercussions that could happen of that. And um, it was just never something I really wanted to do. Um, the ad business is not is not an easy business, I would say. Um, and it, I wanted to move up in a company. I didn't want to really start my own. So it was pretty interesting. I, but, you know, that first year especially uh, was way easier than I would have ever anticipated. Um, you know, it's, it's a crazy way to happen, but it also really helped just generate excitement from everybody uh, from day one. I mean, we had clients that were like, it's okay, you don't have a business name, we've got your back. And I'm talking like Fortune 50 clients that are just like, it's okay, we'll be here when you're ready, we'll sign the paperwork when you're ready, uh, we'll cut the first check whenever you're ready, uh, we've got your back. And employees that were the same way, I mean, they were just happy to not be lost, I think, and um, happy to find a home that they were excited about. And Alicia, because, you know, you and I are at different events together, I, I've met some of your uh, employees, but I also met some clients through some of these events. And they, you, you can tell how much your clients love you. That's so apparent, in the work you're doing. But for the audience listening, what are the specific solutions, services that are offered at Summer Friday? And then are those solutions in place for like specific industries that you work with? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I would say uh, from a solutions perspective, anything on the creative or strategic side. Um, and so anything from research, comms planning, persona development, journey mapping, things like that. Uh, creative, like I said, video production, we have producers, animators, editors on staff. Um, and then anything in the digital space, like web design. Um, we're also really clear with what we don't do. We don't do media, which is why we work with you guys a lot. Uh, we don't do uh, back-end development. We have great partners there. Um, so, you know, I think that's one reason we have great relationships with clients is we don't pretend to be things we're not. Um, but the other core thing is we're actually pretty picky about taking clients on um, because of, you know, the passion with which we were founded. And like I said, not just with us as partners, but as with our staff, Um We'd all kind of come from, you know, a quite a bit more negative experience. And we really wanted to make sure that anybody we brought on as a partner, as a client, um, was going to be a true strategic partner, a long-term partner, um, was not going to look at us or treat us like a vendor or be demeaning to employees. Um, and I think, you know, going through an experience where I've seen frankly, really bad clients abuse employees, and then you lose great employees. Um, and I've watched so many great employees leave over that, that we've just learned the, you know, the money today from clients or, you know, any specific SOW is not worth it, um, as painful as it can be. I love hearing that. And I, it's oftentimes you're right, because sometimes it's not all about the money. It's like the right partnerships, the right clients. I, 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 wholeheartedly agree with that because you're like, oh, I could take this order, but the expectations are crazy. They're going to be hard to work with. I, uh, yeah, I feel that. So is that kind of like 
when working with a client, what is the ultimate goal summer Friday in regards to what you want to produce for a company? I think the the ultimate goal is the partnership. I think on my dream list is clients that let us really flex our um, creative skills and our strategic skills. So clients that let us do the research to dig deep and take the time to dig deep and and find, you know, one of the things we really focus on is finding that intersection of what the brand wants to be um, and what products they want to sell with what the need state of the customer is today. Um, I think a lot of people don't spend enough time on that. They fill the ad space. You know, it can be pretty piece of creative, but understanding the psychology underneath it is is really important. So finding clients that, that are open to that um, and really let us flex those muscles. What's kind of the work environment like at Summer Fridays uh, now that you're, you know, since like COVID has not gone away completely, but somewhat normalized at least? Yeah, so we are completely virtual. Um, so we meet twice a week as a full team. Once that's a little bit more business to kind of run through what's happening. Uh, once as fun, um, we have an element where we actually do a cultural trends analysis in that meeting where we understand what's happening in the world and how is that impacting decisions that are being made. Um, once a month, uh, we started about six months ago. Uh, once a month, we meet um, in, we book a room in Chicago, we book a room in New York, and anybody is welcome to come to any of those offices. And we meet and we have what we call a lunch and learn. Um, we'll go through different topics, whether it's research reports that we are putting out. Um, last month, we put out an analysis of Gen Z and how that's impacting corporate America, both from an employee perspective and a buying perspective. Um, and a uh, goals perspective, you know, their goals are just completely different from anyone else um, in previous generations. So uh, we try to meet up like that. And then once a year, we do either a party or a retreat. This year, we did a three-day offsite retreat where we hiked and we painted and we partied um, and we worked a little, but, you know, just a tiny bit. That's that's how retreats should be. I've seen some of the bad retreats. Yeah, where... that's great. I actually had a I had an employee uh, pull me aside at the end and he said, I think this is the most fun I've had in 10 years. And what does next year look like for you? Any big plans or changes coming up? Yeah, so the um, the Gen Z report that I mentioned is the first of a series we're working on. Um, like I said, we really try to spend time focusing on that intersection between you know individual need and brand uh, view of brand vision. Um, to do that, though, you know, what we've learned over the years is you can't start with a client brief. So we have a whole team that's focused on doing research in the market around, you know, different things that pop up that we see come up in social, different trends that emerge, and then digging deeper into what that means and what the impact is. So we have our next one coming out is on AI and healthcare. We have some research coming out on the over planning post COVID to try to make up for time and and the implications of that. And, and I'm just really excited that we have the team in place now and the ability to, to just really pursue any random curiosity that we have and, and be able to dig into it. Alicia, in the advertising industry and also just really seeing it recently at Adweek, there's an increasing focus on the social and cultural implication of major branding and advertising campaigns. How is Summer Friday ensuring social awareness in the work that you're doing for your clients? 
Yeah, there's there's two things. One is the cultural trends to understand what's happening and how we can fit ourselves into that. Um, and then the other thing is uh, really making sure that we are completely inclusive in everything we do. Um, and so we actually uh, just probably three months ago launched a, a product we call Vantage Point. Um, we've run it now with two different clients. Um, what it is, is a creative uh, review board. So any piece of creative that hits the market goes through a review of about 150 people um, that call out if there's any, you know, any red flags, essentially. Is there anything that we didn't think of when, you know, the 10 people that touched it to this point or 20 people that touched it to this point um, hadn't thought of? So it's our, uh, it's essentially a culture check, um, a DEI check to make sure that, you know, we never put anything out that's, you know, inadvertently offensive. And this question I love, it's near and dear to my heart. It's so the Marketing Club of New York, right? So formerly the Direct Marketing Club of New York. I, I have my own answer and my own reasons, but I'd love to understand, uh, you know, in addition to, as we said before, your work at Summer Friday, you are the president of the Marketing Club of New York. And you know, why did you first join the organization and what has been your experience uh, leading it? Yeah, why I first joined is I, I found just amazing variety of content. So you mentioned a couple of things. Next week is our, or we have a big gala every year. Um, where it's, you know, honoring uh, people that have been in the industry for 25 years, innovative leaders, uh, primary uh, corporations that receive an honor. Um, it's an amazing event. It's black tie, it's fancy, it's everything you would think of. But then we have, you know, an amazing uh, lunch series, which is how I first learned about the club, where Winterberry Group comes in and, and does an analysis of the industry and where they forecast it going. And I've gone to that for probably seven years and every year find it informative and helpful and take it back and share it with my full team and discuss it with my team um, to make sure everyone is, is aware of the shifts in the industry. But then there's Lobster Cruise and uh, Comedy and Cocktails that you host, Vince. You know, the, it's just an amazing variety of events that... Um, I, I find unique um, in the industry. The other thing is, you know, the ability to get out and network, which is obvious, but the ability to connect with um, more, you know, junior level or mid-level employees and and help kind of build and establish relationships there. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, I joined maybe... 12 years ago, right? Or maybe 10 as, as, as far as like a board member. The reason I joined, and now this is going back 12 years, uh, I'm, I'm no longer a young man, but when I was a young man, I, I really just wanted to join to ensure the that people my age at the time were joining. And I had a voice. I do think, you know, I was the youngest board member at the time. And it just, you know, just to kind of get off that voice of that quote unquote generation where the say you're younger than me. But uh, so when I was there, that's kind of why I joined. And it's been great. I just I've been different positions and I've been uh, I, I'm bummed that I missed the Silver Apple Awards. It is my 10 year anniversary. Shout out to my wife, Lauren. If it was nine year or 11 year, it would, I wouldn't do it. But 
I, I would do the Silver Apple Awards. But uh, yeah, and then I met, you know, partners, some of my great, I met you there. I met so many other people uh, who I've done work with and I'm friends with. So yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been great. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I love the organization and the people and there's so much um, passion and commitment. It's great to see. So one of our staple questions that we ask every guest is around LinkedIn. So I'm sure you get a lot of unsolicited messages. What's a message that gets a response from you and what's one that really annoys you? Oh, interesting. Um, I probably ignore 90% of them, to be honest, um, <laughs> maybe more than that. Um, there, yeah, you're right. I get it. You get a lot. There's, there's a lot of junk, um, a lot of, you know, kind of assumptive, uh, personalities, um, that I try to avoid. Um, but I would say the ones that I actually follow through with are ones that have more meaningful content behind them. Um, you know, some kind of thought leadership piece that I find interesting or something that's actually valuable to what I need um, versus someone that's, you know, just reaching out, um, just reaching out and, and uh, pitching something. And then the final question for me, if we were meeting at a bar or a restaurant, you know, we'd love to know a little bit about you personally outside of work. What do you like to do? What some of your hobbies are? Yeah, you know, not as many hobbies now that I have two kids, but um, I I coached soccer for years, and now uh, thankfully they are old enough to go out beyond my skills. Um, but uh, my husband and I do a lot of bike races, um, so we're, we love that. We've done the um, the one in New York for the last two years. Um, we our goal is to start traveling to do them, um, but we're really enjoying that. Uh, we live. Up in Westchester, so we like to go for rides around here and are, are kind of slowly training the kids to join us. Um, before I had kids, I painted a lot. Uh, not to say I am a good painter, but I love painting. It's therapeutic for me. Um, and photography. Very nice. Yeah. No, I, uh, that's another thing we have in common. Well, you're not, you're not originally, you live in Westchester now. I'm originally from Westchester County. You grew up upstate New York though, right? Yep, south of Buffalo. Yeah, which I went to school up in uh, Oswego. AJ went to school up there in, uh, what was the name of that town? You, you, I know the school, but not the town. Canton, New York, St. Lawrence. Oh, very nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, uh, upstate, upstate. Are you a Buffalo Bills fan, Alicia? Is that, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Giants almost pulled one out against the Buffalo Bills a couple weeks back. But almost. they did not. <laughs> talking to me on a rough week so you know yeah oh, i know yeah that was uh that yeah. was a rough one I, I gotta say my my 10 year old is become really obsessed with fantasy football and josh allen is, is his quarterback so he's now the biggest bills fan ever oh yeah he saves my fantasy team every week not that i'm doing well but he, he helps it yeah you know that's a thing now with i i noticed with little kids uh, you know aj and I have, uh, you know, minus six years is like nine, uh, nine or 10 now, AJ, right? And, uh, and you know, there you find because of fantasy football, they like a lot of different players. You would think like, you know, there's a ton of like Patrick Mahomes jerseys in New York City. There's mm -hmm. Josh Allen that, you know, there's a lot of, you're like, oh, Giants and Jets. It's like, no, there's so many different. It's uh I didn't know you did fantasy football, Alicia. That's cool. I, uh, you know, we do one yeah, here at we have, uh, a we have a company team, so I do it there. 
Yep. Yeah. Same here. And uh, I'm last year, AJ and I were first and second. This year, we're like first to second to last so far. Maybe by the time this comes out, I'm making a comeback. You still have time. You still have time. I had a few different. Uh, I won two in a row. So I've been taking receipts of all those people talking trash to me here at Starista. So we'll do that. But uh, Alicia, uh, a final thought, anything that you want to share us with? I know you also do a lot of work with, you know, young leaders. You always have time for uh, a lot of the students who come to the marketing club in New York. So talk to us, you know, just a closing thought that you have. Closing thought. Um, I guess I would say, you know, whatever you do in work, make sure it's something that one, you find interesting and two, you feel good about it. Um, I think I spent a lot of my career trying to follow the direction of people I disagreed with. Um, and I think being able to stand on my own and do my own thing has made me so much happier. Um, so I would say, you know, I think that's something really interesting with, um, you know, the newer employees that are coming out, you know, like as we start to get into those Gen Z employees and younger millennials, um, they really care about where they work. And I think that's so important, so valuable. Um, like I said, not just is it a fun thing that you're doing, but are you with people you respect and doing something that that you can be proud of? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, AJ, as a, as a leader of a company, right, it's, you know, I think we're seeing that now. It's not just about the job or the salary in a lot of ways. It's about, well, you know, what are the people I'm working for? What are the reviews of the company? What are the, you know, the social values of the organization, the the diversity and inclusion, right? So a lot, yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm glad you're doing a lot of work in that, in that area with, with that generation. So this has been great, Alicia. Yeah, thank you so much. This is really great. It's always great to chat with both of you. Yeah. No, go ahead. You were you finished that thought. We'd love to hear you. You were, you were going to say more about that awesome generation. It's not my generation, but it's a great generation. <laughs> I was going to say I had um, I had bosses that would always kind of coach me on, on you know, how to manage, how to, you know, how to promote someone, how to give a review, how to do all of this. And I I think there were a lot of cases where I disagreed with them, but thought like they know what they're talking about. I need to do this. I need to follow this you know, this approach and um, learning there's many ways to do business and you should do business on your terms um, is one I of love the it. most valuable lessons I had. I love it. And those lessons shine through. It is great to have you on this podcast, Alicia. Keep up the amazing work, you and the team there at Summer Friday. Check them out. Summer Friday, check out Alicia. Check out the Marketing Club of New York. That's Alicia. I'm Vincent. That's AJ. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to The Marketing Stir podcast from Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.